Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hey, guys, we're going to talk today about something that we've received tons and tons of requests for. Um, we've received requests for this through email, through Twitter, through Facebook, uh, through singing Telegram. Um, there was, uh, I think someone hired a plane to write this across the sky above the HowStuffWorks.com headquarters. Uh, but here's, here's just a quick list of some of the people who wrote in to ask us about our topic today. It, they include Daniel, Jack, Jaden, Josh, John, Miguel, Trey, Mark, Nicholas, and Tom. That's just a selection. And we are going to talk today about jailbreaking. Yes, and I don't believe that any of the people that you listed 
uh, were actually writing us from jail, so we must not be talking about a prison cell. No, what we are talking about specifically, really jailbreaking can can be a fairly general term, but it tends to focus more often than not on Apple products. And jailbreaking is all about how uh, people who buy Apple products, you know, Apple has a very specific way that they like to, to uh, design their products. They want to design very beautiful, useful, uh, user-friendly products that, quote-unquote, just work. Well, in order to do that, they have to have control. Yeah. Apple's kind of big on the control thing. Yes. Not necessarily what you say and do under normal operation, but really the they want control of the experience for you, which is why if you want to buy something for your iPhone, iPod, or iPad, uh, you should be buying it through the iTunes store, according to Apple, because that means that they have had someone look at it and say, yes, it works as advertised and and we approve of this, here it goes, and they put it in the store. Theoretically, it also helps them keep out uh, things like malware. Right. It would, it would prevent them, if they have verified that it is not dangerous for you to run that on your uh, iDevice, um, you know, they should be able to, you, you should be able to buy something from the, uh, the app store and go, I know that this is safe and not going to cause any harm or uh, make a brick out of my iPhone. Right. So it's all about... That's their argument. Yeah, exactly. That's one of their arguments. But uh, that's a, a big one. That's the main one they use. Yeah. So if we're going to make a comparison, let's say that you go to a an electronic store, a specific kind of electronic store. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just call it uh, Owl's Electronics. Okay. And you go to Owl's Electronics and you buy a stereo. Owl will cut you a deal, by the way. And you take that stereo home and then you want to play music on it. And then you discover that Owl's, uh, the stereos from Owl's Electronics will only play music that was purchased from Owl's Electronics. That's why Owl cut you such a deal. So you can't go buy music anywhere else. You have to go back to Owl's Electronics if you want to be able to play it on your stereo. And not all the artists are are, are carried by Owl's Electronics. So there's some music you're just not going to get to listen to no matter what. Mm-hmm. Same sort of thing here, except instead of music, we're talking about apps, uh, applications, little well, miniature applications if you prefer. Uh, but these are the, the various games and, and, uh, and, and apps that you can run on. Uh, iPhones, certain, well, the iPod touches and the iPad. Yep. Uh, now, normally, if you just go to an Apple store and you buy one of these products and you take it home, the only apps that you have at your disposal will be the ones that are carried in the iTunes store. You can't go and find them anywhere else. Right. As long as you don't jailbreak your device, you are limited to what is in the App Store. Now, there are plenty of apps in the App Store. Here's another one of Apple's arguments. So why ever would you want to go outside the App Store? Well, part of it is that control system we were talking about. Apple Mm -hmm. has a very – it's hard to say if it's strict because it's so – it's not understood very well. Apple's policies about what can and cannot go into the App Store seem to at least be somewhat veiled in secrecy. You'll see some apps get an approval – and go into the app store and everything seems to be fine. Mm -hmm. And another app that, as far as you can tell, meets the same criteria as the first one will get denied. And sometimes Apple is forthcoming about why a particular app did or did not make it into the store, and sometimes they're not. So Mm -hmm. this, this can be a very frustrating experience. And if you're the type of user who does not want to have... Uh, which apps you can and can't use dictated to you by the manufacturer, you may be tempted to find a way to 
get around that. Right. And that's what jailbreaking is. I mean, we've that was a roundabout way to get to it, but jailbreaking is essentially hacking your device so that you can put whatever apps it is capable of running on there without it being dictated to you by Apple. Yes, and um, it's a very, very low-level system hack. So, I mean, it's not you're, you're not messing with the very top layer of software. You're getting into the system software to do this, which yeah. means it could be dangerous. Yeah, there's actually... Uh, the, here are the arguments that Apple puts forth uh, as to why you should not jailbreak your phone. Okay. Uh, uh, argument number one that you pointed out, they, the App Store already has thousands of apps in it which have passed presumably have passed uh, Apple quality control. Mm -hmm. So they are going to do what they're supposed to do and they're safe to use. So you don't have to worry about it screwing up your phone. Right. That's argument number one is safety. Uh, Argument number two is uh, not, you know, that uh, the the uh, experience is going to it's not, none of the apps that you're going to get in the Apple Store are going to affect the other apps you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you jailbreak your phone so that it does stuff that uh, it's capable of doing but was not meant to do, um, one app could screw up another app so that you end up with uh, essentially a broken device. Right. That's that's where you're getting toward the bricked version. Uh, argument number three: it violates warranty. Yes. So if you were to try and circumnavigate this whole uh, uh, system that Apple's put in place that restricts you to the apps in the iTunes store, you violated your warranty. And if something goes wrong, Apple is not obligated to help you. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, that's another issue. That's putting the fear into the user. And the fourth one, I think I'm on number four now, is that uh, until recently, Apple also said that it was a copyright violation. Which no longer necessarily... No, no longer applies in the United States. Uh, right. In the United States, that's not the issue anymore. But it used to be that uh, Apple would say that if you were to jailbreak your phone so that you could access uh, unauthorized apps, you were violating copyright. And well, cur- specifically the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Yes, DMCA. Uh, but... Section 1201A1, mm-hmm. Title 17 of the United States Code on Copyright, mm-hmm. now says, and this, this is a, a, a direct quote, persons making non-infringing uses of the following six classes of works will not be subject to the prohibition against circumventing access controls until the conclusion of the next rulemaking. And then it lists the six different classes. The second class is computer programs that enable wireless telephone handsets to execute software applications where circumvention is accomplished for the sole purpose of enabling interoperability of such applications when they have been lawfully obtained with computer programs on the telephone handset which is a long way of saying if you uh, if you create a software program that allows you to uh, break this this restriction on a handset device that's okay it is not violating copyright there is a word in there that I would like to point out what's that lawful yeah that gets tricky I mean the, and it's Essentially, what this does is help take some of the teeth out of what Apple tells you, and that Apple's t- saying, "Hey, this violates copyright. Therefore, it's against the law. Therefore, you are breaking the law if you jailbreak your phone." Right. This makes it a little muddier, where it sounds like, "Well, now it doesn't sound like it's illegal." Now, Apple can still create a uh, a, a user agreement that states that you j- do not jailbreak your phone, and if you violate that, then Apple can still deny 
uh, you your uh, your support, you know, and still say that it violates warranty. Right. It's not like it's a get out of jail free card for jailbreaking. It's just that uh, you're not going to get prosecuted in a in a in the legal system for creating distributing a a jailbreaking program. Well, there's another aspect to that as well. What's that? Um, from what I understand, if you jailbreak your eye thing that it will <laughs> I used eye device earlier. Yeah. Um, if you if you do decide to jailbreak your your device, um, it could allow you to pirate applications. Um, because see what what's going on when you buy something from the app store is uh, there is an embedded layer of rights metadata involved with that that says that you own the license to run this on your iDevice and uh, you know once you have removed uh, once you have jailbroken that and you have freed it from Apple's control then you can install stuff from other people's that other people have bought on there as well. So one of the things that uh, I have seen in doing research for this podcast in comments on on blog posts and and uh, articles is, you know, from developers who are, you know, the upside being, hey, you've got a lot more freedom now. The downside being, hey, don't copy our apps, buy them. You know, that, right. that's the that's the thing is so you know, jailbreaking is not a a it frees you to use whatever you want to on your device. But it doesn't give you a right to go around and pirate apps. Right, you can't go. You can't just go and steal stuff that's that's legitimately for sale. Um, what you can do is you can go to various directories that have apps that were never included in the in the store to begin with. That's true. And access those. And uh, in some cases, you may be purchasing them. In some cases, it may be a free download, kind of like it is in the iTunes Store. It's that's just, right. It's just that in this this case, these are applications that. For one reason or another, were never approved, or perhaps were never even submitted for approval. It's some some developers, you know, may not want to go through the uh, the process, the approval process, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you know, you got to remember also that the customers who have iPhones that you know they've put through the jailbreaking process, that's a small number compared mm-hmm. to the overall number of, of iPhone, iPod, and iPad users. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it's it's not like if you are a developer and you decide to create an application and you're going to offer it up for people who have uh, used jailbreak to, to free up their phones, uh, you do that knowing that you're hitting a smaller audience than you would if you went through the quote-unquote legitimate process. Right. I'd also like to point out that jailbreaking is not unlocking it is not yes. the same thing as unlocking. Yeah, unlocking your phone means that you have uh, you have enabled it so that it will work on multiple carriers or on a different carrier than the one that uh, was associated with your phone. So in the United States, the iPhone is exclusive to AT and T. Uh, if you were to unlock your phone, you could theoretically uh, have it run on T-Mobile mm-hmm. because T-Mobile uses the same general technology. Now, granted, it's same technology, but different frequencies. Yeah. So it would, well, some of them are. Yeah, they don't. They there's a couple of them overlap. I think one or two of them overlap. But, but at any rate, the you know, you couldn't have it run on Verizon or Sprint just because uh, you're yeah, talking about two different, different technology. cellular technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, GSM versus CDMA. So. Uh, yeah, unlocking is different from jailbreaking. However, if you do want to unlock your phone, you pretty much have to jailbreak it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. How do you jailbreak your phone? Well, it all depends upon, 
or or really your eye device, to use your phrase. It depends on which device you have, and it depends on which version of the iOS you're running. Mm-hmm. Uh, because here's here's how this works: is that you have hackers who examine the code that mm-hmm. is in this operating system, and they see the way to to create shortcuts and workarounds so that you can uh, circumvent the whole uh, iTunes exclusivity part of owning these devices. Right. Um, once they find a way of doing that, they create a program that, again, kind of creates this shortcut for you. And then uh, what will happen is Apple will take a look at and see that people have found workarounds, and then when they start updating the OS, they will patch those holes, mm-hmm. which means that you start all over again. The hacker has to find a new route to accomplish the same thing. And you've got dozens of different people working on this independently of each other. So there are many, many, many versions of uh, jailbreaking software out there written by different people for the various operating systems. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, by the way, if you do jailbreak your phone, one of the downsides, um, because we some of the stuff Apple says is absolutely true, right? Like, you could download an app that's harmful to your phone. Theoretically, yes. I mean, there are two different viruses that have come out for the that that were designed for the iPhone, but would only affect your phone if you had a jailbroken iPhone. Right. So you could get a virus. Uh, you could uh, brick your phone, which is where it freezes and it is, becomes unresponsive. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about how you can fix your phone, by the way, if it is bricked. Okay. Um, it's pretty. In most cases, it'll work, and mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. Uh, it does mean that you'll lose some data, though. Um. But another downside is that when Apple updates its operating system, you're left out mm-hmm. if you've decided to jailbreak your your device because you can't. If you update your o, your OS, it's going to uh, it's going to remove the jailbreak feature on your phone, or it's going to brick it. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but the there's a good chance what it'll do is it'll just wipe all that off your device, so you'll lose all the apps that you have, and you won't be able to download apps, uh, independent apps anymore mm-hmm. until someone comes up with a new way to jailbreak. And again, you'll have to just start all over again from scratch. Yeah, well, that's one of the, the sort of weird things about this is uh, once your phone or or pod or pad is unlocked, uh, I'm sorry, jailbroken, um, you can unjailbreak it. Yeah. Um, Actually, and return yeah. to the the original thing. The thing yeah, is that when you settings. when you when you do this, you're going to lose your data. Yeah. So it's it's always a good idea if you're going to mess with this to back up your your data before you jailbreak it or unjailbreak it if you need to. Because say something goes awry and it's just not your device is not working well, but it's jailbroken. If you take it to Apple and ask them for help, they will say no. Yeah, because or, they will say that you have violated. Or the, if they if they don't the say no, what they'll do is they'll immediately reset your phone to factory settings, which right, will end up true. deleting all that stuff anyway. Um, I assume that it probably has a lot to do with the humor of the person who is talking to you at the time. Yeah, yeah. Some some people like disgruntled Apple employees might think it's funny. Uh, still, if you're going to get your phone fixed, there's a good chance that you're not going to keep the jailbreaking stuff. Either you'll have to fix it or they will do it for you. Yeah, yeah. so you'll have to start over if you want to go back that route. Um, So yeah, if you don't mind the fact that you're not going to get updates from Apple on their OS, you can just keep your device the way it is Mm -hmm. forever, and you can go and download whatever apps you want from whichever independent uh, sources there are, um, and just not worry about it. But most people, I think... 
when they find out there is a slightly better version of whatever it is they have and it's available to them, um, they jump on that. Mm-hmm. So like when the uh, the new OS comes out and a new feature is added, I think most owners want access to that feature. So it becomes a battle of, well, do I resign myself to the fact that I'm going to have to start the jailbreaking process all over again? And I'm, I may have to wait for someone to find those shortcuts for me. Mm-hmm. Um or do I go ahead and uh, and and ignore the the update and just keep my jailbroken phone and, and realize that I'm not going to have some functionality that other people do? That's true. Well, in in some cases, uh, Apple has actually followed uh, a jailbreak and app, um, basically the functionality provided by those to the operating system itself. Um, an example of this, I believe, is theming. Where you mm-hmm. can actually, you know, uh, put a different skin on it, and uh, you know, now it's part of the OS, but before it wasn't. And if you wanted to do that, you needed to jailbreak your your device. Yeah, things like, um, you know, uh, running multiple applications at the mm-hmm. same time would be another good example. Or uh, tethering. Or, or cut and paste. Mm-hmm. Now, these are all things that the phone, the the hardware was capable of doing. Yeah. But for one reason or another, and there are. Different reasons depending upon which which feature you're talking about. Apple did not implement them right away in the earliest models. In many cases, it was a battery issue. Yeah. In some cases, it was a security issue. Yes, and I, I would like to add that my uh, use of tethering there was not is still not approved by Apple, nor is it approved by AT and T. So it is not. It is something that has been uh, enabled by jailbreaking, but is still not part of the the true Apple OS. Right. And in case you're Sorry. you don't know what tethering is, that's when you are using. Using your your device as essentially a Wi-Fi, like a modem. You're using yeah. it like a modem. So um, you might have your laptop, and you're not at a Wi-Fi hotspot. So you use your iPhone to get data over the 3G network and transfer, you know, act as a modem to your computer. That's what tethering is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could do that either by, you know, some will do it through a Bluetooth connection or a Wi-Fi connection or even a physical connection like a USB cable. Mm-hmm. Um, so tethering doesn't have to require a physical tether, just so you know. Right. The uh, the two ways that you generally jailbreak your phone, because mm-hmm. uh, we've talked a lot about what it is but not about how you do it. Um, now, assuming you're not a programmer, so assuming you're not someone who's doing this him or herself, like going in and physically looking at code and creating hacks to get around it. Yeah, you just want a quick and, and easy solution to jailbreak your device. Right. There are, there are generally two different methods depending upon uh, where you're getting your, your jailbreak software from. Um, and there are tons, like I said, there's dozens and dozens of hackers who are working on this. So there are lots of different variations. Uh, one of those would involve going to a website um, on your computer and finding the uh, the jailbreak software, uh, running it on your computer, and then hooking up your phone and um, and putting it into recovery mode. And instead of recovering the normal OS the way it would in uh, if it were just a, a regular recovery, um, it's going to pull the jailbreaking software onto the phone and allow you to access uh, those those apps. So that's that's one way of doing it. And and the way you put your device in recovery mode is generally you hold the home button down mm-hmm. and then you dock it with your computer as while you're holding down the home button. In some cases, you may have to hold down a power button too. Yeah. But um, that's what allows it to load that information. It's almost like you know you're you're booting it directly from the uh, the application that's on your computer. Yeah. Again, 
Back it up before you do this. Right, yeah, you can use iTunes to back up your iPhone, for example. Uh, but the other way you can do this, uh, which is actually even easier, because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's not hard, really. You go, you find the right website. You, it's pretty much automated. Yeah, you find the right website, you find the right uh, application, you download it to your computer, and you run it while your phone's in recovery, you're set. But there's one that's even easier than that, which mm-hmm. is, um, this is what Jailbreak Me uses. Uh, you can you can use Safari on the device to navigate to a website that like Jailbreak Me that has the jailbreaking uh, software designed as a an app that can run on your device through the web. Before you pause the podcast and do that, listen to the rest of what we are going to say. At any rate, so you can go directly to this website and uh, and run the the thing and it'll it'll install the jailbreaking software uh, on your phone directly. You don't have to hook it up to your computer first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, so one of the things you need to know before you do this is buyer beware. Yeah. Uh, you never you, you need to make sure if you are going to jailbreak your phone, do some research on the various uh, the various options you have out there. Mm-hmm. Um, try and find some message boards. Find out whether or not this is a reliable way. If people have experienced problems, um, if uh, um, you know, it may be that. In some cases, the the hack code just isn't up to snuff because not everyone's a a great hacker. You know, the people Mm -hmm. who design these things have varying levels of skill, and in some cases, it's an elegant solution that works very well, and your phone's not going to behave oddly, and everything should still work properly, and you'll still even be able to get uh, apps from iTunes. You know, you'd be able to purchase them through there um, ideally uh, without any issues, but that's not necessarily the case with all of them. Mm -hmm. So a little research goes a long way. Yes. And um, I I should point out that uh, what's going on with Jailbreak Me is is not, and and this is not to implicate them in doing anything uh, dirty other than, you know, jailbreaking, Uh, but they are, the, the, the developer who created Jailbreak Me found a security flaw in the Safari browser, which is how he's able to do this. As it yeah. turns out, it's it's the way that um, the iOS handles um, PDF files. Yeah. And um, th- this is the thing. As it turns out, you need to be aware, if you are using um, iOS 3 or 4, um, you know, there, there are basically two different vulnerabilities. One of them is the way that the Safari browser um, runs PDFs when it runs across it. So be careful when you download PDFs with uh, uh, with Safari, especially anything that comes from a site that you're not familiar with. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just... Apparently that that has to do with what's going on, but he, he's uh, fooling the computer into doing, or I should say, the device into doing something that it normally wouldn't do through a security vulnerability, and that's why you're you're able to do it. And you can do it right now, at least as of the recording of this podcast. But I'm sure it won't be long before Apple it gets fixed. Yeah. Well, I mean, a, sec- a security flaw it, it should be patched regardless. Right, but, right. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 probably once they patch that up, they'll have to find a different way to do it. Yeah, yeah. In that case, then, aware. In that case, it may go back to the point where the only real way to do it is to to download the the application to a computer first. Yeah, um, and that and that like again, like again, I I say uh, um, jailbreak me is not uh, not up to anything 
uh, no good. So don't don't worry about them. Other people, however, could uh, be could be. Yeah. So and and just to, for you to get an idea of what kind of stuff could be no good, uh, mm-hmm. it's not just that they could maybe screw up your phone. It's that they could perhaps um, mine data from you over your phone. So not just your information, but any information that might be transferred over that device through various means, be it email, instant messenger, mm-hmm. web browsing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just think about that. I mean, think about like, anything that would that you would transfer over your phone could theoretically be intercepted with the proper uh, uh, malware app out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, once you once you have jailbroken your phone, you're going to need a uh, a directory mm-hmm. for those apps that we've been talking about. These these independent apps. Um, I think one of the most popular ones is Cydia. Yes, just C Y D I A. It seems to be the one that I think most people prefer. Now, I don't own an uh, iPhone, so I have no need for this jailbreaking business. Um, so I I can't tell you about Cydia from a personal standpoint, but that does seem to be the one that uh, I think is. Uh, Favored by most of the the writers I read. Yeah, from what I from what I've seen, there it's probably the most popular. Yeah, and again, it doesn't. It, it's sort of like an alternative app store, but it doesn't prevent you from using the actual Apple App Store. Right. So. Uh, I did mention the possibility of bricking and that it's not that hard to fix most of the time. That's right. Um, here's. So let's say you're let's say you've jailbroken your phone and it's frozen. It's become unresponsive. You don't want to take it into the Apple Store because you've it's already jailbroken. violated your warranty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing that you might try, and this will work in most cases, is again hold down that home button, and then once you've held it down and it's uh, uh, you know the little screen comes up, you you connect it to the dock connected to your computer, mm-hmm. and what will happen is iTunes will see the phone. That, and they'll see it'll see it that it's in recovery mode, and it will then load the latest version of whatever the firmware is for that phone or other device, yep. iPad or iPod, and then that will reset it. You'll you'll lose some data. <laughs> it won't be jailbroken anymore, um, but it'll work, which is probably more important than anything else. I got that by the way from Digital Trends. I should say Digital oh, okay. Trends had that specific fix listed, and. Uh, so if you have experienced that problem, that is one po- potential solution. And the other nice thing about that is that unless um, unless the Apple workers are particularly vigilant, uh, if you have cleared that, if you've gone into recovery mode that way mm-hmm. and, and reset the firmware – uh, there's a good chance they won't know that you violated your warranty. Not that I re- not that I'm condoning that, <laughs> but that um, there's a there's a pretty good chance no one would ever know that you had jailbroken your phone in the first place. So if if you have come to the conclusion after that experience that maybe it wasn't worth it, like maybe the apps you saw weren't really your thing in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, most users, I think, would be satisfied with what's in the iTunes store. It's really kind of power users and uh, hackers, those type of people who really want to have more freedom with their devices, mm-hmm. who are more interested in, uh, in, in jailbreaking. Um, so if you do decide that it's not worth it, you can recover your phone and there's, there's a good chance that it's going to be safe enough so that, you know, nobody's the wiser. Right. Um, not guaranteed, though. So nope. don't don't be standing at the genius bar yelling. But Jonathan Strickland said that you wouldn't even notice because you're stupid. Because <laughs> uh, that's not cool, dude. Don't bring me into it, man. Don't I? I don't even own an iPhone. That's true. Yeah, he doesn't. 
No. I have Android, which has a totally different set of problems. But doesn't need to be jailbroken. No, it doesn't need to be jailbroken, but it has its own issues. Uh, no, no system out there is perfect. No. You just have to decide which one is best for you. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, that's our jailbreaking podcast. I'm sure some of you are out there kind of wondering why we didn't talk specifically about the steps you need to take to jailbreak your phone. And that's, again, because each one is different. And uh, in most cases, there's someone out there who has done all the work for you. You just mm-hmm. have to find the right the right solution for the particular OS you are running. Yep. Um, and most of you are probably running the latest OS anyway, so that's not that hard. Uh, unless you're running an old device that can't run the latest OS. In Go which ahead. case, you're probably running the latest one that is possible on that device. Rub it in, why don't you? Yeah, what, what iPod Touch do you have? That would be the first generation. Yeah, okay. So There's no iOS 4 Does for that, that thing device. play music? Anyway, if you guys have any questions, concerns, comments, you have some topics you want to suggest to us so that we can get yet another huge avalanche of requests and finally give in, you could write us. Our email address is textup at howstuffworks.com. And Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. If you're a Tech Stuff fan, be sure to check us out on Twitter. Tech Stuff HSW is our handle, and you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash techstuffhsw. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.